Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Fred, and this is the Steel Mason Nation podcast. And um, if you're watching on video today, I don't have my Steel Mace Nation logo behind me. I got the bright sunshine coming in through the window, and I just wanted to capture that uh, fresh brightness because um, I just wanted to set the mood a certain way for everybody watching. If you're just if, you, if you're just doing this uh, on the audio like you normally do, then you ain't missing nothing. This is the same old voice talking about the Steel Mace. Um, and today I wanted to do just speak with you one-on-one -on -one and uh, talk about why train with the steel mace? Why bother with it? Why use it? Because um, I know a lot of people ask that question all the time. I get it all the time. I talk to other coaches. There's certain people who just have an affinity to trying new things. They see something. Uh, that they like, and they're like, ooh, I want to try that. A lot of people, they think it just looks cool. Other people, they think about martial arts. That You know, that was me. Um, you know, I grew up on a study diet, a steady diet of kung fu movies. Every Saturday when I was a kid, it was hours and hours of kung fu movies. Uh, it was actually too much. If I look back now, I I think I probably sat in front of the TV for seven hours <laughs> every Saturday watching every friggin' kung fu movie. The good ones, the bad ones, of course, Bruce Lee. Um, you know, and these guys, you know, they were awesome. They it, Visually, it came across so awesome on the screen, using weapons and moving, uh, sometimes in very fantastical ways. Yes, a lot of uh, studio wizardry was going on back then. But for the most part, um, the idea of it, the gist of it was like, man, these are like some disciplined fighters. They know their practice. And it was just so cool. I would go outside with a, and find a stick and, and I would get to sword fights with my stick that I just found uh, with my friends. And we would pretend we have bow staffs or swords or whatever. And we would mimic what we saw. And then we grew up. You know, I grew up. I got a job. I forgot all about that. And then one day... I see this really cool movement that you can do with a steel mace. And uh, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And it turns out that stuff that looks like a kata, that stuff that's kind of like slow, but you're using like a, a seven pound or a 10 pound mace. Turns out that requires a lot of practice, a lot of time and energy and, you know, to get good and fluid in your movements, coordinated, it requires you put a lot of energy in and you're going to you're going to get a workout because of it. And as you develop your movement patterns, you're going to get more fluid and more efficient. And then you might push the envelope a little bit more. But, you know, what I'm talking about is more of that flow style. Um, type of mace movement and you'll see a lot of my videos are not really so much flow as much as just basic working out stuff stuff that a lot of people are really more interested in i think that you know if you're gonna if the flow stuff captures you right out of the gate that's 
your route. That's how you're going to go. That's that's you, and that's awesome. But I think what happens is a lot of people see that stuff. They don't understand it, and they don't see how it's a practical use in their day-to-day life. Um, they, they actually – sorry. They actually um, are turned off by it. And I don't blame them because a lot of people have barely have five minutes to get a workout in. And the last thing they want to do is spend that five minutes winging around 10 pounds doing like side lunges, which, yes, you know, side lunge is great and all. But people are looking to, you know, lose the fat, build a little bit of muscle. A lot of guys, they just want to get jacked, you know. A lot of chicks, they just want to have, like, a booty and some abs if possible, you know, toned arms, right? Now, you could get all that doing steel mace. And, I, and I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to speak with a forked tongue here, if you will, like, speaking out both sides of my mouth. You could get whatever you want out of it. But as a coach, you know, when I introduce mace to people, nine times out of ten, I'm teaching them how to do a 360 swing, and then I'm teaching them how to do a mill, okay? And, you know, outside mill or inside mill. And pretty much uh, half of those people have the dickens of a time just getting those swings and those, and those, those mills together. I mean, it takes a lot of sessions to really break them into it um and then they either enjoy it and want to kind of push the envelope and try heavier weights uh or they kind of drift away from it and it's a weird thing because you know i'm a general fitness coach Uh, i'd like to prepare people for life you know firefighters need to be in shape so it's not all just going to happen with a steel mace. There's so many important movements out there. To just, you know, settle on one modality and say, this is it. This is going to be my entire training regimen. When there's so many proven things out there that work really well, you know, I think that's a mistake. But also, it depends on the individual. I mean, if the individual just doesn't want to lift a weight, just doesn't want to do a squat, just doesn't want to run up and down hills for, you know, 20 minutes, if they just want to pick up a mace and hang out on their back deck or like a little quiet corner in the gym, and they just want to, you know, do forward lunge, backward lunge, and, you know, uh, swings and lateral presses and mills and, you know, isometrics and stuff, that's all they want to do, then that's, that's it. They're doing a fitness thing. They're doing it and they're practicing it daily. And it is something you could do daily. Uh, so, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't break anybody's balls for not wanting to pick up a sandbag and throw it over the shoulder or push a sled or do squats or, you know what I mean? Um, But if I had somebody come to me and they were like, listen, I'm 20 pounds overweight. 
I used to move this kind of weight when I was younger. I know that I might not be able to get back to that, but I'd like to get close. I'd like to lose the gut. I'd like to, you know, widen my shoulders up a little bit. You know, uh, I, I still got some youth in me and I don't want to let it go. And I would get a feel for it. Hey, so what are you open to as far as training? Are you, are you okay with meeting me at the beach and literally tying a tire around your waist with a rope and dragging it <laughs> and crawling in the sand, doing push-ups in the water, swinging kettlebells, swinging heavy maces, doing wind sprints up and down the beach. Do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to squat? You know, and if they're like, yeah, I want to do all that shit. I want to, I just, whatever you want me to do, I will do it. And I'm like, hey, this is great. Okay. So we got to, open book here and I'm going to start you off with some stuff that you know I will introduce the steel mace into it if you want to do more of that we could do it and uh you know like the way I like to train is I do bodybuilding work um I do strength training barbells sandbags kettlebells I use machines like today um I'm going to do my back, right? And I already decided how I'm going to train back today. It's all based off the fact that yesterday I did a ferocious leg workout and I'm, I'm feeling like from the waist down, my legs are not happy with me right now. So my back workout is going to be a little adjusted to take those legs into account. See, normally when my legs feel fresh, and I start my back workout, I'll start off with kettlebells doing gorilla rows. So my, I'm in a squatted position, right? Um, I have to keep my back, uh, you know, straight and strong and push my butt back. And then I'm doing gorilla rows. And then um, after that, I'm going to do uh, like a set up a landmine with a barbell. And I'm going to do more rows with that. Again, that requires a lot of core bracing, right? Because you're bent over and you got nothing supporting you. That would be on a good day. Well, on a day like today where I'm already kind of beat up from doing the legs, uh, my yesterday I was doing squats and, and my, my core is a little tired. My lower back is a little tired. So I'm not going to do those back exercises. That's, that's not going to help me. I want to be able to move as much weight as I possibly can for a decent amount of reps. So I'm going to use machines. I'm going to use a T-bar row. Why? Because I lay into it. My chest is into the pad and it's supported. So my lower back is supported. Then after that, I'm going to go over to a machine, a row machine, like for weights, not a rowing machine, but a machine that you use. We pull a handle, right? Like a hammer strength. And again, I'm seated with my chest braced, taking all the pressure off my back. I don't, I don't want to put myself in that position today because I'm not going to lift as well. And then I might also potentially hurt myself. Don't want to do that. I want to stay in, in good condition. So, you know, it's going to be that kind of training today. Um, I'm probably not going to do dumbbell rows. Again, that requires a little bit of that core support and just not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be as strong as I want to be. 
And if I can't lift the dumbbells that I normally could lift and, and when I'm training like that, then let's go somewhere else. So this is like the some of the stuff that you just learn about through your training. As a coach, you know, I always gauge people when they come in. Uh, I find out what they were doing the night before. I'll be damned if I tell you, you know, how many people would say, oh, I was up late drinking scotch. And I'm like, and now you're here. And how much did you sleep? Oh, maybe four hours. All right, you're dehydrated. You probably ate shit. You drank. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you're going to have the shittiest workout. Well, I'm here. Let's just do it. And you guess what? I'm not going to have them do anything that's remotely high pressure because they're just not going to physically handle it. I don't want to hurt people. And I tell them, I tell them, I say, listen, we're, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to do uh, a nice warm up, like a nice one. All right. Don't worry. You'll, you'll be sweating, but you're just warming up. Then we're going to do some mace training with a light mace. I'm going to work on your coordination and stuff like that. You're going to be drinking a lot of water throughout. I'm going to be, keep telling you to drink water. And, uh, you know, after we're done with the mace training, we're going to do a nice long stretch. Okay. And that's what I'm going to do for you to help you with, uh, provided on the information that you just gave me that you were, I'm glad you were honest. Uh, although I do smell the booze on you. So I would have known anyway. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to help you stay safe today, but you're here, which is awesome. And you're still going to get a workout. You're going to burn some calories. You're going to learn some fitness shit and everything's going to go well. And, you know, sometimes people understand. Sometimes they're like, well, I, you know, I need to, you know, I need to pump. And I'm like, I, you look, you know what you hired me for. My, my number one goal is to uh, keep you safe and then we'll get you in shape. So please don't ask me to compromise safety for any reason, because I can't do that as a professional. And, you know, you're free to go work out on your own if you want to do that. So they all understand pretty much. That's just the way it is. Um, but the mace comes in so handy for things just like that. They still get a workout. I got them swinging. They actually feel better when they're done. Uh, if they have the energy and the capability, we could do, you know, some flows where, you know, they're stepping into different positions. So we're getting some leg work in. Now for the fire service, you know, I see a lot of potential there um, that's just not being tapped. I mean, there's so many guys who have fallen off the wagon. They used to work out. So, of course, that's the only thing they know. They only know the bodybuilding, weightlifting style stuff. They don't really know what Mace is. Now, there is some firemen who do CrossFit. They're in really good shape. They can move kettlebells. They can do snatches with a barbell like crazy. They're in awesome shape. So if I say, hey, you want, to, you want to try a steel mace? They're like, hell yeah, I'll try that shit. And then they usually do really well with it. So the, the CrossFit firefighters, they're always good. Uh, they're not good clients, though, because they're already going to a CrossFit gym. And once I show them how to swing a mace a few times, they're off on their own. All right.
they they use me and they abuse me. I get <laughs> I get tapped for my knowledge and then they they run away with it. But that's all right because um, the whole idea is to promote fitness, right? And uh, and I you know let let me just say about that, and I'm gonna end it here about promoting fitness. You know, if you're a coach, you you are a fitness pr promoter, right? You are a protector of the fitness world, which, as you can see, if you haven't noticed, fitness is under attack. The, um, the world is a fucked up place, man. It is very fucked up. If you stare at it too long, it will, it will twist your mind. My mind has been twisted over and over because I like to stare at it because I like to know my enemy. But I do carry the the battle scars, if you will, from it. I kind of walk around like, wow, man, I can't believe how crazy fucked up this world is. We literally have a medical industry that appears to uh, want us all out of shape and sick and you know that's not far-fetched and i'm sure you've heard this before and i'm not the first guy you heard say this i know i basically heard it from other people and then i start to think about it and you know i've been thinking about it for years now like yeah that's 100 percent true i see it i see it but uh if this is the first time you ever heard about it before you just say what that doesn't make sense what are you talking about just be open-minded and just let it sit there. Just let that thought sit there and keep, keep it in frame and just look and observe and give it time. I'm not saying a day. I'm not saying a week. <clears throat> I'm saying a year, whatever. A year from now, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I see the pattern. They, it makes sense from a business model. Why would you want everybody to be healthy? then your industry is just going to do shit, right? If everybody's exercising and spending time with their family and friends and getting sunshine and uh, doing stress-relieving things like swinging a mace or doing yoga, drinking healthy filtered water, uh, staying away from cigarettes and tobacco and uh, booze and drugs, right? Um, staying away from the bullshit on TV. The TV is just loaded with bullshit. It's it's really everybody should just throw their TV out. I know I'm a hypocrite because I got it one. My daughter watches shit on TV. I hardly watch it anymore. Um, but it's it, it, obviously you can find some good stuff on a TV. But it's it's a tool like anything else, like the internet. It it could suck your brain away, or you use it like the tool it is and use it for you know knowledge. Uh, but most people don't, and they get caught up in it. And uh, you can see the health industry is not keen on making people educated and aware of uh, the importance of taking care of your health. The message is, hey, you know, go eat all that junk food. Don't exercise too much. Watch all these Netflix movies. And then you come to us when you need that magic pill, and we'll give it to you. You'll be fine. And don't worry, your insurance will cover it. 
And, you know, it's just the insurance companies are part of the racket and all the politicians are in the pockets of the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. So it is this huge uh, dysfunctional, generally evil um, monster that we have to live under. And, you know, during the lockdown, uh, every, you know, everybody got fat. I put on weight, but I like to bulk up anyway. <laughs> but um, everybody worked out at home, right? Everybody started ordering kettlebells and steel maces and shit, and they're working out at home. I don't know if they expected that. I don't know if they expected people to say, hey, you know what? I'll just do fucking push-ups in my backyard. I'll do uh, I'll walk up and down stairs. I'll go jogging. I'll ride my bike up and down the street. I don't know, whatever. I don't know if they really expected that, but that was good to see that everybody kind of did their home gym thing. So, guys, we are out there. You know, we're not, we're not like, I think we're like 18% of the population, maybe even less, you know, fitness people, people who, have like a huge chunk of their dedication and their life uh you know part of you know their part of their life sorry i kind of got distracted right there um yeah so my point is is that we are fitness professionals if you're one you know like you're a coach you're a protector of the industry so look you know Bring new modalities out and dare to be different. Dare to show people that steel mace. Um, talk people into it, you know, because as people phase in and out of things throughout their life, they're going to fall into different things for fitness. I mean, I've seen straight up bodybuilders drop weightlifting altogether and go to like playing tennis and they play tennis like every day. And that's what they like to do. And they're, they're exercising and they're in good shape. Their hearts are healthy and everything. They're not as muscular as they used to be, of course, but they don't care. So every, times change, people change, you know. Um, but the whole idea is be different, rebel against the system, rebel against the mediocrity that it appears our institutions, our government and everything – they're teaching us to be mediocre, right? To be reliant upon them. And I'm sorry, I can't rely on anybody. I'm a fireman. I rely on my brothers and sisters in the fire department when we go fight a fire. But we never put ourselves into a position that we can't get ourselves out of. Because otherwise, you're putting your reliance into somebody else. There's no guarantee help is coming, okay? That's what we teach in the fire service. Yes, I got my brothers with me. We're in the fire, but I better be careful how I proceed because they might not be able to come get me if I do something stupid. So you got to rely on yourself, right? And when you put 10 people in a room and they're all self-reliant, but then they turn toward each other, that's a powerful group of people because each one can act individually and do their thing without being worrying about relying on somebody but they can rely on each other when the shit gets tough and you know that's what i promote through the steel mace nation that we as steel mace coaches bring ourselves together into one powerful force but each one of us 
is not reliant on the other. Think about the colonial days when the United States started, there was 13 colonies, each, or, you know, they became states. Each state has the power to handle its own affairs, but we are loosely tied together for the big one in case it comes. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you. I'm out of here. I'm going to go out and do my back workout. See you later. Oh, and by the way, if you're looking for a uh, steel mace to buy, I recommend addxclub.com, American-made adjustable maces. Go to addxclub.com. Tell Don, the owner, that Fred sent you. See ya.